welcome to this year's Word Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Symes. I'm an author, entrepreneur, mum, and wife. A couple of years ago, I realized the power of theming my year with a single word when I selected the word love and did everything I could to embody this word into all facets of my life. The positive impact this word had on my life was so profound that I wrote a book about my experience called A Year of Love, Finding Peace One Day at a Time. Since then, I continue to follow my Word of the Year theme and also select a Word of the Month, which I explore further in this podcast series. In each episode, I will dive deeper into the significance of my monthly word, which will hopefully inspire and motivate you to use more positive words too and ultimately change your life one day at a time. I also share quotes and other sparks of inspiration related to my monthly word on my blog and Facebook page. Check out the links for these in the show notes. Without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. Studies show that there is a direct relationship between your ability to read and your success in life. Skilled readers enjoy better jobs, higher incomes, and greater opportunities for success in all realms of life. This quote is from the book, Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, and Unlock Your Exceptional Life by Jim Quick. Reading is one of the best life skills we can cultivate, for learning and pleasure. Reading is one of the quickest and most cost-effective ways to learn anything or simply entertain ourselves as we step into someone else's shoes or escape into other worlds. Reading gives us knowledge, and knowledge gives us power. In such a busy world, how do we make time to read? In this episode, I'm going to share my top six tips for consuming more books. Let's dive straight in. My first tip for reading more books is to schedule your reading time. As Jim Rohn once wisely said, either you run the day or the day runs you. If you don't schedule the things that are important to you, chances are they will give way to other things. The key with scheduling time to read is to select a time when you will get the most out of your reading. For example, I used to read before bed, which was a fantastic way to wind down before sleep, especially if I was reading a novel. However, if I was reading a non-fiction book I wanted to absorb the information from, this was not a good time for me to focus. I would often become drowsy while reading and find myself reading the same sentence over and over, which meant it took me longer to get through a book. The game changer for me was when I began to read in the morning. Initially, I would wake up half an hour earlier to start the day reading. If I was reading a non-fiction book, I would also read with a pencil so I could make notes or underline any parts of the book I wanted to remember. The only problem with reading in the morning was that it would often eat into my exercise time. So the second revelation I had with my reading practice was when I began to pair it with my exercise routine. Yes, you heard that right. Read and exercise at the same time. And no, that didn't mean running while reading a book that would just be dangerous. This is my second tip for reading more books. Pairing. We were living in an apartment building with an on-site gym when I first began pairing reading and exercise. I was also pregnant and needed to find a gentler form of exercise than my regular running regime. 
The bikes in the gym had recently been upgraded and had nice padded seats and a ledge I had seen people propping books and magazines on. Within the first month of this new pairing regime, I managed to get through the stack of magazines that had been lying next to my bed for months and start on books I had had for years but never got around to reading. It was astounding how much reading material I could get through in 30 minutes. Each morning I would pop down to the gym and spend 30 minutes cycling and reading on one of the bikes. This was the easiest piece of exercise equipment to read on, as your body is relatively still while your legs do the grunt work. I found the cross trainer was not as easy to read on as I was constantly bobbing up and down. If you're interested in learning more about pairing other activities, I talk more about this in episode 30, Try My Simple Method for Getting More Done Quicker. So pop over and take a listen to this one. Now, as I just mentioned, there were other pieces of exercise equipment I wanted to use, such as the cross trainer, but I wasn't able to read on these. So the next solution I came across for reading more while exercising was audiobooks. This is tip number three for reading more books. Listen to audiobooks. Audiobooks have been around for years, but often in the form of cassette and CD sets, which were great for listening in the car, but weren't particularly portable to take anywhere else. I had a mini MP3 player that I used to listen to music on, and was so excited when I worked out how to purchase digital audiobooks online that I could download onto my MP3 player. Things got even better when Audible came on the scene, with an easy-to-use app that I could use to listen to books on my phone. I invested in a good pair of wireless headphones, and when my children were babies, I'd spend most of the day cruising around the house, folding washing, and doing other chores while listening to an audiobook. When I started back at work, I had an hour's commute each day, which offered even more time to listen to audiobooks and podcasts. On average, I was listening to a book a week, just on my commute alone. This was when my consumption of books really went through the roof. I went from reading a couple of books a year, to listening to and reading over 50 books a year. Life was good. I still subscribe to Audible. I know there are some purists out there that don't believe listening to an audiobook is reading. But to the naysayers, I say... Listening to an audiobook gives me the opportunity to access a book I wouldn't physically have the time to sit down and read, even if I'm only absorbing 80% of what I'm listening to versus 100% by reading a physical book. This is far better than nothing. If I really love the audiobook and want to engross myself in it further, I will often purchase the hard copy to dive deeper and make notes. Listening to audiobooks has been an effective way for me to filter and uncover exceptional books that deserve my full attention. Many audiobooks are narrated by the author, so you get the added bonus of hearing the book read in the way the author intends. If the book is not narrated by the author, it is narrated by a professional narrator, which is a treat to listen to. I also find Audible pretty cost-effective. For $16 a month, I receive a new credit or book each month, which is often cheaper than purchasing the hard copy. However, if you're reluctant to sign up to yet another subscription, there are free options out there too. BorrowBox is an online platform of audio and ebooks run by Belinda Audiobooks through Australian libraries. 
So, if you are a member of an Australian library, you will be able to set up an account with your library card. This is an excellent platform with a plethora of books to choose from. If you're new to the audiobook scene, I highly recommend you start here. If you're not a member of a local library, my fourth tip for reading more books is to join your local library. Libraries have come a long way and are very user-friendly when it comes to tracking down specific books or accessing online resources. The function I use most from my local library is the catalogue and request system. Whenever I come across a book I want to read, I search the library catalogue first. On most occasions, the library has multiple copies of the book I'm after, and when I'm logged into my account, I can request the books I'm after. I then receive an email or text when they have been delivered to my local library, where I can collect and borrow them. The other hidden benefit of the library is that every book has a return date, which means you need to eventually return the book if you don't want to incur a fine. Most libraries offer a generous three-week loan period, which can often be extended. However, a deadline provides great motivation to read that book. Being a library member alone has saved me thousands of dollars because I don't need to purchase the books I want to read. It also means my bookshelves are not overflowing and, mostly, only hold the books that I want to keep and read again. Reading is a solitary activity and often it can be enjoyable sharing what we're reading with others. This is why joining a book club can further enhance your enjoyment of reading. Everyone takes away different things from each book they read, so a discussion around a book you've read can provide a newfound appreciation for the storyline, characters, themes, author's message, etc. I've walked into many book club meetings loathing a book, only to come away with a completely different perspective dare I say, almost loving it, after discussing it with my book club buddies. The other way book club helps me read more books is by holding me accountable. I'm reticent to turn up to a book club meeting having not read the book, although this sometimes happens, despite my best attempts. Sometimes life just gets in the way. For the most part, though, book club gives me the assurance that I'll attempt to read a book a month for our monthly meetings. If I get through all the books, that's 12 books a year, which is certainly more than I was reading a decade ago. Accountability is an amazing motivator. Finally, my sixth and final tip for reading more books is to create a reading wish list. This list consists of books you'd like to read. Rather than buying a book or borrowing it from the library as soon as you come across it, add it to your reading wish list. This will ensure you get through all those other books on your bookshelf you've been meaning to read first. And don't pretend you don't have books that have been languishing on your bookshelves for longer than you care to admit. We all have them. This list is brilliant motivation to get you to read the books you have before procuring more and also means you are never stuck for your next read. You can also prioritise your list so you're always reading books you're excited about. So, there you have it, my six tips to reading more books. Let's recap them quickly. Number one, schedule it. Number two, pair it. Number three, listen to audiobooks. Number four, join a library. Number five, join a book club. Number six, create a reading wish list so you always have something to read. 
I hope these tips inspire you to create your own reading practice that supports your lifestyle and the books you enjoy reading. On an unrelated personal note, I would like to share something that I'm hoping you can help me with. My 11-year-old daughter has a close friend who is going through a tough time at the moment. My daughter met Kira in kindergarten and they have been close friends ever since. At the end of last year, Kira was diagnosed with a brain tumour. Sadly, after several rounds of chemo, Kira's tumour still isn't responding. Kira's cousin, Ashling, has summarised Kira's story, which I will share with you. On the 30th of November, 2022, my 10-year-old cousin, Kira, was diagnosed with brain cancer. She was flown from her home in Canberra to Sydney Royal Children's Hospital on the same night of her diagnosis alongside her mum, Rani. Kira and Rani lived in the Ronald McDonald Charity Housing in Randwick for 120 days whilst Kira underwent treatment. In that 120 days, Kira had multiple surgeries on her brain, spent many nights in hospital and started chemotherapy. Unfortunately, after five rounds of chemotherapy, doctors confirmed that the chemo was not stopping the growth of her tumour. With little options left, she has now begun a medical trial and continues to go between Canberra and Sydney for appointments. In the same week that Kira was diagnosed with brain cancer, Rani located a lump in her breast. After postponing her own appointments due to Kira's condition, she finally got in to see a specialist. With further testing, they located two tumours in her breast. She had surgery to remove the tumours, which was successful. However, unfortunately, the cancer has spread to her lymph nodes, and she has found out after the surgery that she will need to begin chemotherapy of her own immediately. Rani is a single mum to Kira, and in this last four months she has had to deal with the news of Kira's diagnosis, whilst also managing the challenges of her own illness. Rani has not been able to work during the time she has been in Sydney, and as she is now commencing chemotherapy, she is unable to return to her job. Ashling is hoping to raise funds to support Rani and Kira during this time, to relieve at least some of the stresses that have been brought on by this series of extremely unfortunate events. Ashling continues to explain that, Rani will lose her hair as a result of the chemotherapy and my mother her sister, and I, her niece, have elected to both shave our hair with her in support. This will be happening in a few weeks' time. Ashling has very thoughtfully set up a GoFundMe page for Kira and Rani, and I've included a link to this in the show notes. I would personally be so grateful for any assistance you could offer Kira and Rani, two of the bravest humans I know, as they face this terrifying time in their lives. I will continue to keep you updated on their progress in future episodes. I'll leave you with this quote from Matthew Kelly. Reading is to the mind what exercise is to the body and prayer is to the soul. We become the books we read. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a rating and review. Each review helps others find this podcast and it absolutely makes my day reading them. I'd be delighted to assist you further on your journey of personal development and growth. If you're looking for more inspiration, check out my book, A Year of Love, Finding Peace One Day at a Time. Or, if you're looking for a little more morning motivation, take a look at my free course, Magical Mornings. 
If you'd like to learn more about journaling, my course, Joyful Journaling Journey, could be just what you need. In the meantime, if you want some inspiring journaling prompts to kickstart your journaling practice, you can grab my free journaling guide with 100 prompts. This guide also includes some super helpful info on the benefits of journaling, along with tips on how to establish a consistent journaling practice. Links for all of these helpful tools and resources can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you can join me next time.